0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about Pinterest and specifically eight things that you need to do in order to find success on the platform. I know that Pinterest can be very tricky for most TPT sellers. It's ever-changing and evolving. The algorithm changes, the analytics change. They always seem to be changing what they want from us, and it can be really hard to keep up. So if you are ever feeling frustrated with Pinterest, you are not alone. I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so let's dive in. The first tip that I have for Pinterest is setting up your profile. So this is obviously most important for new sellers, but if you are someone that's been on Pinterest a while, I would still make sure that you have all of this kind of stuff sorted. And what I mean by your setting up your profile is optimizing it for success and making sure that you have a keyword rich bio or little about section on your profile. So there's a couple of lines you can write sort of telling your audience who you are and how you can serve them. And it's really good for you to actually write one in case you haven't written one. Uh, But it's also good to make sure you have some keywords in there for the sort of grade levels that you cater to or your niche, any kind of keywords that suit what your what your TPG store is about, what your business is about. So making sure that you really are setting up your account for success. And that goes for anything on Pinterest. You should always have keyword rich descriptions on your profile, on your boards and on your pins. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Making sure that you really set up your profile for success. The next thing that I think is really important is your boards. So boards are a big part of Pinterest because that's where our pins are living. So they also need to be set up correctly. I suggest making sure that every board has a board description and that you put keywords in it. But most importantly, that you have enough boards so that you have boards for the grade levels that you cover, the subjects that you teach, the topics that your resources cover, any kind of product types. So I have quite a lot of boards. Some of them are for grade levels like kindergarten or first grade. Some of them are subjects like math resources or writing prompts. Um, Some of them are like topic specific, like addition or subtraction some of them are like digital, you know, like sort of product type based. But I tend to make sure I have enough boards that when I make a pin, I have somewhere to pin it to. And I have multiple places to pin it to. Uh, Not too many. You don't want to go crazy with your boards. And in terms of group boards, like collaborative boards, they are kind of on the way out. But you can still join them if they are working for you. Then I certainly suggest giving it a try. But they are kind of on the way out. Okay the next thing, number three, the next part of Pinterest that's really important that for your success is the pins themselves. So creating p- quality pins. It's pretty much impossible I think to succeed on Pinterest if you aren't creating quality pins. It's probably the most important thing. I really recommend in-action product photography. I've always found that to be really really powerful. Showing your resources in action. So this is great for like crafts and paper products but Using mock-ups is another way to make your digital products feel really alive. And I think it helps teachers visualize what your resource is going to look like in the classroom. I mean, if you just show them a screenshot, it just doesn't have that same appeal. When you show that worksheet colored in or cut out or written on, they can imagine it in their classroom on Monday morning. So I always suggest making your pins as in action as you possibly can. Product photography all the way. And the next thing I wanted to say for number four is video pins. Basically, pins that are catching the eye can be a really big game changer. So if, you're, if you've if you not been making the most of video pins, I definitely suggest giving it a try. It's stopping the scroll because it's moving and it's just simply catching the eye. But I also think that Pinterest favors its new features. So it favored video pins for a while. It's favoring story pins. I always suggest diversifying your content. So don't just make one thing. Make static pins, make video pins, make story pins, try all the different features of Pinterest and obviously see what works for you. If you find that static pins are performing better, then maybe make more of those. If you find that story pins are doing really well for you, focus on those, but make sure that you have a mixture of the three. Personally, I like to do one of each as a minimum. I find that it's really good to have them all, but sometimes the video pins what performs better, but I still give static pins or story pins or whatever a try. Number five, the next thing is an important one and this is descriptions. So this is a really important part of Pinterest and I suggest that you definitely focus on this if you're trying to grow your account or get out of a bit of a slump and that is writing keyword-rich pin descriptions. When I first started Pinterest, I didn't even write them. I don't think I wrote titles either. I just literally uploaded a photo. I had no idea what I was doing back then. Now, obviously, I a keyword rich title but I also use all 500 characters if I can and write a nice lengthy pin description that's full of keywords. I don't do keyword stuffing I just make sure there's as many in there as possible so I'm really into SEO at the moment and trying to get as many keywords as I can into anything on Pinterest because it's a search engine we've got to remember that it's not a form of social media. So number six the next thing you need to focus on On Pinterest, is your pinning strategy. Now, the truth is, you could have the most amazing pins in the world, but if you aren't really pinning them, then they're not really going to get seen by anyone. So it's important that you know how to pin, when to pin, where to pin, how often to pin, how many pins to make, all of those questions. Now, I don't want to be here for like five hours on this podcast, so I can't really answer them all, but I will just give a brief overview that I really feel you should be focusing on fresh pins. Pinterest is really valuing that at the moment as of 2020 and 2021 so unless that changes for now I would definitely say create new content that's what it wants from us it doesn't want us rehashing old pins and repinning them over and over and over so when you make a new product make a couple of new pins when you write a blog post make a couple of new pins if you aren't making a product at the moment that's okay you could make a pin for an old product or maybe just take a break for a bit but what I don't recommend is repinning other people's content excessively. It's a sort of trap that a lot of people fall into. They do these pinning parties and these sort of, I'll pin for you, you pin for me kind of things. They're not really valuable use of your time because your time is pretty precious, but also Pinterest isn't valuing that anymore. They've they've come out and said that they prioritize fresh content over saving other people's content. So if you see a, a cool pin on Pinterest that you want to use in your classroom it's a really cool hack by all means save it to a secret board or save it to one of your personal classroom boards but that's kind of the only pinning you should be doing of other people's mostly spend your precious time that you have as a very busy teacherpreneur creating fresh pins for your own business and not trying to pin someone else's probably poor quality pin for the sake of like a pinning party or something so that's my suggestion focus on the fresh content if you can Next up, number seven, my main tip is for analytics. It's really important that you understand how your pins are performing, if you are going to continue to have success or if you actually want to see success. So I would definitely recommend taking the time to understand your analytics section of Pinterest, looking at what all those words mean, studying how your pins are going. But what I don't suggest is fixating on your analytics. Don't check your pin stats every single day because it will drive you crazy. Maybe pop on there once a week or a couple times a month and just check to see which pins are performing well. Don't fixate on numbers. Just notice, well, hey, that type of pin is performing really well right now. I might try to recreate something like that. So if I can see that my boom card video pins are doing well then I might continue making those and if a static pin for a blog post isn't doing very well I probably won't make too many of those. I use my analytics to guide what pins I'm going to create next. The next thing, the last thing, tip number A is for promoted pins. Now this is not something I recommend that really brand new new people do because you should really solidify your organic strategy first. You should really know what you're doing organic content and grow your Pinterest and then when you're ready you can try some promoted pins I don't suggest doing promoted pins unless you know what you're doing it's not you just be kind of throwing money away so this is something for more experienced pinners to maybe give a try my suggestion with promoted pins is to promote a pin that you have faith in that's going to do well so maybe a pin that you know is already doing well organically a type of pin that you know performs well you want to put money behind something that you think is going to have some success and that goes for your products too so maybe don't pick your worst selling products maybe there's a reason it's not selling at the moment maybe promote a product that you know is going to do well that might actually get you that return on investment Um, but yeah give promoter pins a try if you feel fairly confident with them don't feel like you have to do it just because it's tip number eight on this podcast but anyway those are my eight tips for success on Pinterest they are kind of the eight areas I feel like you should have sorted in terms of pinterest in order to grow your pinterest account so in this podcast episode i just wanted to sort of clarify the areas that you need to be focusing on if you are struggling with pinterest check that your profile is optimized check that your boards are optimized and you have enough boards for all your topics and themes create some really great quality pins consider video pins and story pins and give those a try make sure that your descriptions are keyword rich Make sure that you're pinning fresh content. Check in on your analytics to make sure that you're creating pins that people want to see. And consider giving promoter pins a try. Those are the eight things I really think are important to focus on when it comes to Pinterest. Now, if you are really struggling... Like you just truly want to tear your hair out when it comes to Pinterest. I don't suggest just trying to fumble around in the dark. That's kind of what I did when I first started. I had no idea what I was doing and I spent a good handful of years, probably two to three years, making very poor quality pins, not writing descriptions, not having enough boards, not having a good pinning strategy, not understanding my analytics, none of it. I had none of it sorted and it wasn't bringing a lot of traffic to my store and it wasn't making me money. And that's just because I just genuinely had no idea what I was doing now obviously I figured it out it took me quite a while but I don't really suggest doing what I did <laughs> I just don't think figuring it out on your own is the best way if you are really really struggling I do suggest that you spend some time learning about Pinterest if you obviously don't have a lot of money to invest in your business at the moment maybe just look at free blog posts free YouTube videos free blogs and articles and sources of information if you can but if you are someone that does have money to invest, like, you know, your store is bringing quite a few hundred dollars here and there, you actually do have money. I would suggest considering investing in a Pinterest course or perhaps hiring a Pinterest VA, like a virtual assistant to help you or getting an audit of your Pinterest account, doing something, taking action, basically. Because like I said, fumbling in the dark is not what's going to bring you traffic. Now, those eight things I talked about are the pillars and the sort of fundamental things I have in my Pinterest course I really truly believe that they matter so if you haven't heard of it I do have a Pinterest course it's called terrific pinning and I created it in 2020 because I just I remember that feeling of frustration with Pinterest and it's not just new sellers it's not just when you first start Pinterest it's hard You could be on Pinterest for five years and you can find it extremely frustrating when they keep changing things on you. So I totally get it if you are feeling annoyed. I know that I've had my ups and downs with Pinterest and I remember what that's like or I currently feel like that all the time. And so I just knew that that's what people needed. I knew that people needed help with Pinterest and I had all this knowledge and information and no way to really share it with people in a sort of like a strategic way that goes through all those eight areas that are really important. So I put it together in a course last year and absolutely love sharing it the world. So if you haven't checked it out, I'll pop a link in the show notes, but it's a great way for you to learn everything you need to know about Pinterest in one place. It's got video tutorials. It's, it's got some written lessons. So if you're someone that prefers reading things instead of watching videos, you know, it caters to both learners. And it's got lots of tutorials and even some mock-ups and things in there to really help you get a handle on Pinterest. Anyway, I really wanted to keep this podcast episode nice and short today. So I hope that some of these tips have helped you or even just inspired you to give Pinterest another chance. Maybe just open up your laptop, sit down for an hour and dedicate a little bit of time to the platform. The last thing I wanted to mention is that I do have a free Pinterest cheat sheet. It's a document that has a keyword bank. It's got example sentences. It's kind of got my strategy for how I write Pinterest descriptions. So if that's something that you want to work on, I will put a link in the show notes. That's all I have to share today. Have a terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.